Hailing frequencies open, and welcome to Star Trek Discoverage, the live podcast that boldly goes into excruciating detail about this week's episode of Star Trek Lower Decks. I'm your host, Aaron Coker, a.k.a. Caliban, and I wish I was a Kirk Sunday with trip sprinkles, but I'm probably more a... I'm probably more a Pulaski haggis with Neelix organ meat. Joining me on the show, <laughs> as usual, is my co-host. She's the co-host of the Generations Geek podcast, a more or less family-friendly celebration of geekdom. It's Ella Pearson. Ella, welcome back to Discoverage. Thank you. It's great to have you back here in this fifth week of 23 weeks of truck. <laughs> I need a sound effect or something to go with that. I know they're not. We're the ones that are... You know, making it a thing. CBS announced it, and now every week they're just like, here you go, there's your thing. Yeah, I know. I know. I feel like they're not following up on the on the pageantry of the 23 weeks of Trek that I was promised, yes. (laughs) They're like a bunch of nerds, here you go. Forget it. Well, also joining us on the show tonight, she's also the host of the Sailor Noob podcast and the co-host of the Just Enough Trope podcast. She's a frequent enterprising individuals and Discoverage guest. It's Mika Hana. Mika, welcome back to Discoverage. Thank you. Good to be back. It's great to have you back. I hear things are really kicking over at Sailor Noob. They are. We're, we're um... cool kids. <laughs> watch, <laughs> watch anime. That's 25 yes, years old. <laughs> exactly. All the cool kids are doing it. Um, <laughs> yeah, we, uh, it, I mean, we're, um, as we're re- releasing episodes, if I can talk, um, there, we're we're almost done with the first season already, which is crazy. Yeah. So, uh, plans to go ahead and do the whole thing. That's the game plan. That's a that's a long view. I mean, there there are there are five seasons, so uh, I guess we're kind of one fifth of the way done. It's but, weird how many episodes per yeah. season. Well, because that that's just it. It varies, right? So there's like two hundred episodes total. Oh. And um, the first season had 46. So I guess we're technically almost a fourth of the way. T- well, yeah. not, yeah. not. Yeah. Yeah. Almost a fourth of the way done, even though we have four more seasons. So. Do you think that it's so interesting to find out what people are nostalgic about and then you can exploit that? Just as a content creator, that's how I think. But, like, I feel like there are <laughs> cautionary tales on Black Mirror or something where the human race gets obsessed with who's the boss or something like that instead of, like, creating rockets and cures for cancer and, and we just die out because we're just watching, like, Hill Street Blues over and over again. And I feel like, uh, not to bring the room down, but uh, I feel like that is <laughs> becoming something of a reality, isn't it? Like, I maybe it's just and maybe I should not shoot myself in the old my own podcast feet but like with the uh, sort of rise of you know citizen journalism and like people having access to t- creative tools it is tough to go out and make a Mona Lisa but anybody can talk about like right. how much they like friends or something like that um i mean that's true right i mean like um Everybody, well, maybe I shouldn't say everybody. Most people consume TV or movies to like a certain extent, right? Yeah. And um, a lot of people have opinions about it. Like most people aren't just like, yeah, that was great. Show me something else. Um, so, <laughs> I mean, yeah, but I don't know. It's interesting, right? Because it's like we put this together and we're like, well – this is something that I love, so surely other people love it too. And it was, you know, Who's a very like beloved. This? 
Right, right. It, oh my god, very... everybody loves this. Well, the thing is, is like, even though it came out like 25 years ago, yeah, there are people who are still fans of it from 25 years ago. And but still there discovering are... it, yeah. Yeah, there are younger fans too, which I think is something that's really great. It's a lot like Star Trek in that way. Yeah. Well, it's great to have you back on the show. Sorry to repudiate your entire way of life and your doing business. <laughs> I take that very personally. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> well, let's talk about the news in the world of Trek before we get rolling here. And there's some big news this week. Uh, it was announced this week that two new cast members will be joining Discovery Season 3. And it's significant for uh, for a very special reason. Uh, it's Blue Del Barrio and Ian Alexander are the two actors who will be debuting in uh, Discovery. And Blue Del Barrio is playing a non-binary character, Adira, and the uh, the actor is also uh, non-bi- uh, non-binary. And Ian Alexander is playing a transgender character named Gray, uh, who is a trill, and the uh, actor is also uh, transgender. So this is like the first time that this has ever really happened. You know, we've like talked about having more diversity and having it in storylines and whatnot, but we're seeing like real representation now uh, in Discovery. It also, I feel like the bar, the bar is so low, but to have them cast a non-binary character yeah. with a non-binary actor and then a trans character with a trans actor is yeah. like huge, I feel. Yeah, it's really huge because I feel like there's there's so many um, TV shows or movies that might have characters that identify as non-binary or trans, but they're not necessarily portrayed by non-binary or trans actors. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's exciting. And it's uh, it's probably exciting for them, too, because um, their their resumes are uh, kind of light, which is good. I mean, they're they're new to this, but this is like such a huge you know, get just thinking like as an actor. I know that I think Del Barrio is this is more or less their first uh, role. And then Alexander has been on um, the OA, plays a character on the OA or did uh, when it was on and also does um, voiceover work and stuff like that. But it's yeah, I mean, it's just like this is literally the first. I, I mean, I think Alexander is like the first out transgender Asian American person to act on television. So it's uh, it's just a really exciting uh, new frontier, I guess, if you will, uh, having, uh, like you said, um, characters playing uh, these characters uh, and just people seeing themselves on TV and on Star Trek. Also, the OA was amazing. Oh, and yeah? Ian Alexander <laughs> was amazing. Yeah, like stunning. It's I watched it. It was like a all in one go like it got the room got dark around me and I didn't stop until 10 p.m. and then I I was changed forever type viewing yeah okay (laughs) amazing (laughs) well if it's still on Netflix I'll have to check it out uh Star Trek Day is coming up Star Trek Day is September 8th did you guys know that I didn't know I didn't know that (laughs) I know that's the anniversary I didn't know Star Trek had a day well yeah (laughs) either really I knew that was the anniversary of its first broadcast in America. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, they're going to do a big to-do this year. There's going to be three and a half hours of, of virtual panels, a sort of a, a virtual con, uh, and programming featuring stars, stars, stars from all of the Trek shows. And rather than just reading every name, you guys ask me a couple, and I'll tell you if they're on or not. <laughs> Taniqua. Sinequa is obviously there. Yes, she'll be leading this whole thing up. Mika, uh, who, Kate, who's some, who would Kate somebody Mulgrew. want to see? Kate Mulgrew. Kate Mulgrew, you got it. Kate Mulgrew will be there. Ooh, yay! 
Uh, I don't think Spiner's going to be there. <laughs> oh, rough. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> but uh, Patrick Stewart and Jonathan Frakes will be participating. Uh, mm-hmm. Robert Picardo will be there and much of the cast of uh, Voyager. Uh, many uh, of the four main characters from um, from uh, Lower Decks will be there. Uh, George Takei will be there. Um, a lot of uh, actors from DS9 will be there, and a surprising number of actors from Enterprise will be involved as well. And of really? course, the big three from Strange New Worlds will be there as well. So, yeah. Really, I'm a surp- I'm surprised about the Enterprise because I feel like um, I feel like Enterprise is usually pretty underrepresented. Yeah, <laughs> you were very gentle about that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, you're always, you know, Keating and Trenier are always, you know, hanging around cons and stuff like that. But, uh, yeah, they got Bakula in, they got uh, Anthony Montgomery, oh, uh... and they got uh, Linda Park in. So, That's I'm, awesome. I'm looking forward to this, yeah. I, I'm looking forward to it, too. Um, so, yeah, we've been watching um, uh, Enterprise, for, and it's, like, my first time viewing um, the series. And... Um, I was like prepared to not really get into it that much and be kind of like, mm, this is all right. But I've been pleasantly surprised by it and I've been really enjoying it's kind the of show. Fun. Yeah. So I think, I think it gets kind of a bad rap. Here's uh, my enjoyment level. Uh, I ordered a black hat off of Amazon and an NX01 patch off another site. And I'm going to oh, make yes. myself an enterprise hat. That's, yes, that's how much that's... I'm enjoying it. <laughs> that's amazing going to learn to do an iron on so that'll be fun uh (laughs) there are more activities associated with this day these panels will be you know like on youtube um they'll also be streaming having a streaming marathon on cbs all access of uh, star trek films and i believe select star trek episodes as well and on september 8th for every person everybody that tweets the hashtag star trek united gives all one word cbs will donate one dollar to organizations like the naacp legal defense fund the national action council for minorities and engineering and the equal justice initiative that's awesome so people should do that. That costs you nothing, and they will donate to those organizations. And this is just scratching the surface. There's so much more that they're doing on that day. So uh, if you want to check it out, you can go to StarTrek.com. They've got a big article about everything that is going to be involved. Very get, cool. Get into it, yeah. Well, we've just seen the <laughs> we've just seen the fifth episode of the new animated Star Trek series, Lower Decks, an episode called Cupid's Errant Arrow, and we're here to talk all about it. But first, as always, a warning: we are setting a course for the spoiler zone, listeners. So be warned. We're glad you've decided to join us. But if you haven't seen the episode, spoilers are incoming. The official synopsis for Cupid's Errant Arrow is Mariner is suspicious of Boimler's new girlfriend. Tendi and Rutherford grow jealous of a bigger starship's gear. This episode is written by Ben Joseph and directed by Kim Arndt. The start date for the episode is 57601.3. And there are a couple interesting aspects to this episode. A lot of these tend to center around like the first appearances of things, you know, in an animated form. Or because we are now, of course, in 2380, like the first time that we've seen such and such since the end of TNG or the end of uh, Star Trek Nemesis. Uh, This is the first episode of the series to not have a teaser before the opening titles. And it's the first overall Star Trek episode to not have one since What's Past is Prologue in Discovery. Uh, This is the second episode of the series to depict a Starfleet uniform from a previous era uh, this, of course, is the um, first contact uniforms that we see in the flashback that Mariner has. 
Uh, it's the first uh, episode to feature an Olympic-class starship since the finale of TNG, All Good Things. Of course, that's the USS Quito. And it's the first time that we've seen DS9 since, uh, I think, the final episode of DS9, right? Yeah, well... Assuming that that was DS9, but, that, that but Vo- Cardassian well, station. Yeah, probably, because Voyager started, like... Yeah, right. During the run of DS9, right? right? So, yeah. like, it's featured in the first episode of that, but it happened during it. So, yeah, I think that's right. Because uh, Armin wow, Shimmerman has the... That. Has the best contract, best agent ever. <laughs> they probably w- tried to get him in Enterprise, but it didn't work out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and of course, this is the first appearance of the Parliament uh, class ship. It's in the form of the USS Vancouver. And the Parliament class is uh, mainly designed to handle large, complex engineering product pro- products projects like the um, blowing up a moon that we see in this episode. Uh, there's two big guest stars in this episode. The first is Jillian Jacobs, who appears as Barbara Brinson. And Jillian Jacobs is probably best well known for being in Community, playing Brit on Community, but also having done quite a lot of other things. And Matt Walsh appears in the episode as Ron Docent. He's probably best known for being on Veep, but of course he's started the Upright Citizens Brigade and the um, same titled show on Comedy Central and has been a comedy guy around Hollywood for a long time. So what do you guys think about Cupid's Errant Arrow? Go ahead I and take I kind of liked it. I liked it more than last week. I had a really good time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mika, what about you? Um, I can honestly say this is my favorite episode so far. I really enjoyed Ooh. it. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I um I had felt really good about this one. Um and I think that hopefully this is, you know, at least from my perspective a sign of the show, you know, clicking uh or or, or getting uh, getting up to speed or whatever metaphor you want to use. Um <laughs> this is so petty, but uh everybody seemed to be speaking at a at a mostly normal rate this week. I thought that that was a real <laughs> real Nancy Pelosi clap for that. Uh but I I think the reason that it works so well is is because there was a really solid, you know, plot, two solid plots that the characters then sort of chased down, and then they were able to sort of mine comedy out of those situations, you know, situation comedy sitcom. Um, yeah, I just thought that that worked really well. That it was a cool plot that I'd actually we've talked about this on the show before. Like, is this a comedy show or just another Star Trek show? I don't know. They seem to be leaning into it being a Star Trek show, but. The idea of them having to like blow up a moon, but also keep it from raining meteors and stuff onto the planet below—that uh, was a cool idea. And then I liked, I liked Tendi and Rutherford going to this other ship, and yeah. then finding out that the uh, the engineer on the other ship is like hates being on the ship. Did you, what do you guys think about this? <laughs> there's a real, uh, there's a real theme of Starfleet being in, in, incredibly scary, and everybody is is cracking under the pressure like what do you guys think about the show's take on that this is the second or third time well arguably they've done this in every every episode where it's just like oh my god space is terrifying yeah i don't know it's something that we they've really oh sorry there you go (laughs) i don't i don't think it's something that they've really explored on any of the other series as a whole lot you know so yeah it's usually pretty positive and exciting that they're you know it's you you say space the final frontier not like oh my god space oh no right and even if a situation is particularly scary usually we see the um you know the characters like 
okay, well, I, I'm, I got this, you know, I, and be courageous and everything and not just kind of <laughs> melt. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's weird. Like in the flashback on DS9, you know, it's we have to be set up, you know, why uh, Mariner is, is worried about this new girlfriend. But it's not like they just find out that he's an alien. Like he bursts out of his clothes and he rips the lady's face off and everybody's screaming. And it's like, Jesus Christ. It's like, this is, <laughs> we, boy, we get it. Like you, you drove the point home. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty terrifying. If I were in Mariner's shoes, yeah, it wasn't, I think it wasn't I'd be funny, like, though. It's, it's just that's what I was thinking. Oh my god! Literally, I the entire time I was like, "Am I supposed to be not? Am I supposed to be thinking she's crazy after we watched that clip of her <laughs> friend getting killed? Like, I'm kind of on her side now." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it totally, it definitely sold her motivation for sure. But wow, <laughs> yeah. this is so intense. Um, speaking of Mariner, like, yeah, I just, I just really liked Mariner. I, I'd mentioned before. I, on earlier episodes that I wanted to see her, you know, not be like super cool Tori from uh say by the Bell the New Class, you know, and have everything figured <laughs> out. And just, you know, see I liked seeing her in this position where they're taking what we've established about the character, which is, you know, if she she was in Starfleet like when they had the first contact. How long has been she been in Starfleet? But she's been doing this Literally, for a long time. I was long... like, how old are you? Yeah, exactly. I, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> I, I, they, they took the fact that she's an established uh, person who, who is that character that you mentioned, Mika, who's like, I got this. But then they kind of push that to the edge because she's not – she ultimately turns out to be right, of course. But, like, she's not seeing – you know, that she's not – I haven't solved this yet. Wait, wait a minute. What's, what's, what's going on here? There's no way. And it's all based on, you know, the fact that she knows Boimler and how can he score this this chick, you know? So it's – yeah, that was a great – you know, it was character mining comedy out of the characters, I thought. I also liked how um... – you know, it kind of like subverted expectations too, right? So it's like there is nothing wrong with with the girlfriend. Like there's just like a parasite on Boiler. <laughs> yeah, right, right. <sighs> but although the first that time was a good twist. Yeah, yeah. The first time I saw her though, I was like, Okay, she's got a space virus or, or something. There's like there's some reason <laughs> why she, you know, likes him. Not that she would hate him if she didn't have it, but there's gotta be something. But then I, then I made up my board with all the red string on it <laughs> to find the Pepe Silvia virus. Yeah. Uh, so we got eating faces. That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was one thing that uh, happened uh, at the end of the episode, just to jump ahead, where they have the showdown with um, Docent, I guess, on his ship. And he's like... <laughs> Like, my job's horrible. I gotta, we have to go back in time and kill the guy that's worse than Hitler. You know, I want off this ship. And uh, they kind of, and then they blackmail him for the, uh, for the uh, little laser scanners or whatever. But then they had that beat at the end. Yeah, yeah. They had the beat at the end where they both stole a bunch of them. So it's like, well, I mean, it's just, you know, that's a lot of hats. Just pick one. Do you want your (laughs) characters to be, to just steal them out of spite, you know, or, or, uh, or blackmail him? But I thought it was funny that they, uh, had those little scanners, which look like laser thermometers. And Mika was talking about um, Enterprise, and I've noticed that like their chief like scanning or fixing tool is just like a one of those laser thermometers you you use oh for God. refrigeration and stuff. So it's like 
I always think about, I have one in my kitchen and whenever I watch Enterprise, I'm like, yeah, yeah, I got one of those. <laughs> well, it's put funny. A like, stripe we were, on mine. we were, wa- well, there was one episode we were watching where they were um, helping an alien ship. Like, Trip goes over to this alien ship to fix it because they're having some problems. And, um, you pointed out that, like, it's like, they had a couple of just like things that you would you would have lying around on like just any like set and in, in, like TV set. Oh, they had like, the the roller for like working under cars. Yeah, you know, and they almost had like a just a monkey wrench, <laughs> but not quite. You know, there's some stuff that you can't improve on. Yeah, <laughs> you know, sometimes you need to lie down on basically a skateboard and roll yourself yeah. under something. In the in the Enterprise era, I can totally see that. He's like, "Where's my ten millimeter, you know, socket?" Yeah, but like, yeah. but uh, you know, once they work out the sonic screwdriver, then we got to go with that. Oh my god! <laughs> Did you guys think there was? Um, some of them are funny, but there was there was a lot of references this week. This was a frustrating episode for me because, like I said, I feel like it was so well structured, and he had two really really fun premises that were working um, on both sides of the show. But every other line was like, "Kirk did this, and, and Trip did that, and is it a Gorn? Oh, maybe it's a Sulaban." And it's just when they <laughs> when they pack it full of references, it it makes I just feel like it makes the universe seem so small, like nothing. Has that, ever happened besides what happens on on the shows that we've seen? That's the only thing I wrote down today. Is I was like, yeah. are the references too much? And I wrote it down at the beginning, and I was leaning towards no. And then by the end of the episode, I was like, you're kind of leaning into it a bit too much. We don't need like, like the, <laughs> it's like they reference a specific episode every like three minutes, and I think it's entertaining because we've never had that before. Yeah, yeah, but like. The trip talker sprinkles. I was like, that was kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. That was. I'm on board. Um, yeah, but yeah. But then the rest of the episode, I was like, can we maybe just like one and a half steps back? <laughs> I, I wondered. You know, we talked about how everybody seems very much like they're not Starfleet material. Like if that poor girl that uh, that Pike is uh, giving her Kobayashi Maru to, you know, has to be told her entire family's dead or whatever. Oh, my God. And, and it's like, oh, congratulations, you're in. None of these people seem like <laughs> they could pass a test like that. And so I know that they want the show to be canon. I think that's fine. But I wish that they would have given it like a frame narrative to have it say, because we, like, we start off the first episode and Boimler is giving his kind of aggrandized logs. And so maybe the whole show is you know, from his logs or something like that. So it's filled with exaggerations or it's filled with, you know, when they went to help the, um, the fish head people with their moon, they weren't really as like just crazy as they seem to be in this episode. You've got like, no, that's the moon we pray to. And then there's like the QAnon guys who are like, no, the moon is part of a big conspiracy. And, uh, it's just like, why are we helping these people? And then I left at the end, the guy's like, no, no, please don't destroy our world. Uh, me and my wife live there. <laughs> like What? Oh, yeah, we're, Just you. We're very rich. Okay, blow up the moon. Yeah. <laughs> it just seems like, like you know, the, sure, the ships and the technology and everything, the aliens all exist in this canon world, but, like, people in Starfleet <laughs> don't usually act like that. But, hey, I don't know. I always thought that, like, Starfleet people don't lie and all that bullshit that Wesley spouts is a little unbelievable anyway. <laughs> I also liked when she was just like, can you shut up and let me think? And I was <laughs> like, yeah, that, that, you deserve that. Oh my you. gosh. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, thought it was 
interesting yeah. like like when they see the captain for the other ship and you know she's like really stuck up but like <laughs> they decided to like have her also have like a defining like a gray streak in like the middle of her hair <laughs> right <laughs> like, she's just what a palette swapped a palette yeah. swapped captain yeah yeah exactly that's a that's a good like thing to kind of mind because you know they're all sort of they have a slightly better ship, but they're all kind of circling the drain of like the sea squad of Starfleet. So they're all like jockeying for individualism. And maybe maybe both of those streaks are added, <laughs> like they added them to give themselves distinction. But it's like, oh, boy, you've got one, too. Great. Like a bleach and then a dye. Like they bleach it blonde and then dye it gray. Right. Just, yeah. Just keep it spicy. Yeah. They're like, I'm cool. Yeah. I'm distinguished. Right. Give me, give me an outfit. Boys size small. <laughs> that was a little funny. <laughs> I um, like that. Yeah, there was a lot of good lines in this. I liked that. I'll, I'll give you a citizen's court martial. I thought that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> That's not really how that works. Uh, and the, um, what is it? Like, I guess sex, the word sex is technically a noun, but a lot of nouning of the word sex. Uh, you, you, this is sex time. You're not, you're not sex. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There was a lot of that. Um, I don't know. It was kind of funny when, like, he just, like, he came across, like, his girlfriend and her ex, and he just, like, you know, assumed that they were having sex because of what he was hearing. Yeah. And Well, yeah. That's, okay, yeah. that's that's such a, I'm maybe tired, but that's such a classic. Uh, yeah. That, that's it just really hearing is. it in Star Trek was very strange, but, you know, it's a new frontier baby uh here's a new frontier did they make a star wars joke oh when she calls she she needs to she's gonna emergency transport or something to follow them and she calls the transport hub or the computer and she's like uh this is a mariner eight i need a thing that thing and they're like who is this clear this channel it's, it was sort of like uh han solo oh. in the uh, detention center i didn't even think about that yeah i was kind of like and then, okay. and then he goes is that a made-up code yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> funny. I wonder. All right. All right, Lower Decks. I see what you're doing. <laughs> we're, we're right we're, there. We're the Babylon 5 jokes. Come on. <laughs> um, I also like the idea of, you see, <laughs> this, is, this is a great, see, this is the kind of thing that I, I want out of the show. I'm very happy. I'm very ebullient. You guys can tell this week. Uh, it's uh, the, 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 People like the captain or the chief engineer is always saying, let's get my engine fixed or whatever. They're always like claiming things on the ship. But I like the fact that Docent's like just claiming everything. You know, he's like, don't go in my Jeffrey's tube. Do not get in my turbo lift. <laughs> and everything was just like his. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty great. I also like, I really kind of, I don't know. I thought that the scene where I, I um where he's like threatening them and they're in the turbo lift. I thought that was pretty funny. Like he like he's like, Oh, I really don't want to shoot you, but he has it on stun and then like he shoots Rutherford like twice. He shoots him in the hand. I can't feel yeah. my hand. He has it on like the lowest setting possible, but it's so dramatic. Yeah. And then he like freaks out and then he shoots him again and it's like oh my god. My hand is asleep. Uh, and I liked that his password was Riker. That was funny. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, another reference, but... Well, but I feel like it worked. There was yeah, also very fast like lines in this episode where I was like, 
you did a good job. <laughs> like delivery writing. I guess enjoyable. Riker is so I guess he'd be on the Titan at this point, right? Oh, I oh. hadn't even thought about that. Yeah, assuming they're going with that uh, that continuity. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the guy just, you know, he's just saved the galaxy a million times and just recently saved it from uh, Tom Hardy, uh, Romulan Bane coming after him. So <laughs> that's somebody to look up to. Yeah, yeah. Um, anything else? Uh, I think we've covered a lot, but if there is anything that you guys want to say about the episode or even about the show, uh, say it now. I guess last week, I think it was last week when I was like, oh, I want more. I need more of them and like the bunks. I want more of like literal lower decks. I feel like it was a little bit more like that this week, but I also feel like it just felt more natural this week. And that's why all of us are like, this episode was surprisingly good is because it just felt like normal. It kind of flowed. Yeah. So I'm still like kind of more of like. I don't know, like MASH. Did we talk about MASH last week? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, that. I, I think it was two weeks ago. When was the Crystal people? It doesn't really matter. Um, like when she's, you know, sparring with Ransom to see who gets to fight the thing or whatever. It's like, yeah, that's that's a Star Trek-ish thing, I guess. But it, it's like you said, like if they're going to lean into the premise, I like the idea that there's a bunch of people in Starfleet that the lower decks people have to deal with and say Captain mm-hmm. Picard never would because they'd never get past like all the people who you have to talk to before you can talk to Captain Picard. And so there's some, you know, neurotic engineer on a ship that they're working with this week and he's making all these weird demands and then he wants to screw them over by trapping them on his ship so he gets to their ship. Like that, that's a, that's a lower deck story. Like I think that's a great yeah. thing you can do with the characters. It reminds me of like Taxi because, you know, every week somebody would come into the into the taxi garage right and it's like who's this we got to deal with and so yeah i mean that's that's like a sitcom yeah absolutely and um i want to see more like like you're saying i want to see more of that because that's what this is supposed to be about right we we want to we've seen like what it's like you know when you're higher up in command and stuff like that and like when you're um uh, on the bridge and part of the bridge crew, but we don't really know what it's like to be lower decks and everything. And uh, maybe you're <laughs> like Rutherford and you like being in the Jeffrey's tubes a whole bunch. I yeah. don't know. Or your captain asks you to go on a secret mission and you never come back. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Okay. I think that's it. I think we got it. One in the book. <laughs> uh, feel pretty good about it. Uh, and uh, hopefully... Uh, this is a uh, a growing trend because uh, yeah I uh, I sat down this week like here we go another one lower decks <laughs> but uh, I got one up more going, time hey lower decks all right yeah good stuff uh, all I'm right very oh I have a very good time watching the show every week you know I feel like I feel like we do a good job of like oh here's what we want to criticize or like. Well, here's what we want to see more of. But I also am like, today I had the thought where I was like, I'm really happy to sit down every week and watch this. Yeah. I, well, I vacillated between, you know, for the whole run of discovery, you know, between there's there's two inside you, there are two wolves. And one wolf <laughs> really likes talking about the show, whether it was good or bad. In fact, he might have more to say if it's bad. 
and one wolf really wants to watch the show and that other wolf isn't always there. Um, sometimes he is and sometimes he isn't or her. Uh, but yeah, both wolves are were pretty happy this week. What is that from? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Something? <laughs> it's, it's like a affirmation or something like that, like an Instagram thing. Anyway. Um, I you just said it. And I was like, okay, go off. All right. Well, but no, because the joke is like, there's you do variations of it, right? So it's like a picture of Chief O'Brien and then it's like, inside you are two wolves. Sorry about the transporter malfunction. <laughs> But it must come from somewhere, but I don't know where it comes from. Listeners, yeah. tell us tell us if you know where it comes from. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, anyway, look, that's it for our show this week. Thanks for joining us, listeners. If you like what you hear, you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter at EISTPOD for updates and to get, uh, to get notified when new episodes of both Enterprising Individuals and Discoverage come out. And you can tweet to us on the show by using the hashtag Discoverage or email us at EISTPod at gmail.com. And while you're on the internet, why not head to your listening platform of choice and subscribe to our show feed. Give us a rating and a review because it really helps us out. If you want to help the show grow, stop by our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash EISTPod. And as always, if you like the show, tell a friend. <clears throat> Excuse me, when you're live, you just have to burp. Discoverage will return on <laughs> September 10th for the sixth episode of season one of Lower Decks. And once again, we don't know what the title is. Uh, they haven't announced it, but we will be here to cover it at 7 p.m. Central next week. So join us then. You can follow us on Twitter or Facebook at EIST Pod to get notified when we're live and broadcasting. And in the meantime, check out our main show, Enterprising Individuals, at enterprisingindividuals.com. Every Wednesday on the show, I'm joined by a special guest to discuss in excruciating detail a selected episode from a Star Trek series. We also have news from the Trek sphere and interviews with special guests. And our latest episode just dropped. And on it, I'm joined by writer and comedian J.M. McNabb to talk about comedy in Star Trek and the obstacles that Trek sometimes faces in being funny. And we talk quite a bit about Lower Decks, and we had only seen the um, the pilot uh, when we talked about it, and I wish we'd seen this episode because we'd have some better stuff to say, but we talk a lot about it. I hope you saw tonight's episode because I think it's... Uh, I think it really embraces some of the things that we talked about on the show that make comedy work. You can check that out at enterprisingindividuals.com. Ella, thanks as always for joining me to talk about tonight's episode of Lower Decks. Remind people where they can find you online. Thank you. Um, my podcast, Generations Geek with my dad, is at Generations Geek uh, on social media and wherever you listen to podcasts. Awesome. And Mika, it's always great to have you on the show. Uh, where can people find you online? Yeah, you can find me at justenoughtrope.com or at Hana. What's coming up on Just Enough Trope? Um, well, this week we are going to be talking about the live-action Mulan. Ah. <gasps> yes, looking non, forward to it. Non-musical Mulan. What a shame. Yes. <laughs> I'm excited. To, I'm kind of excited. I haven't watched it yet. I'll just I listen. Yeah, haven't either. So, yeah. And uh, what's coming up on Sailor Noob? Well, um, we are um, ending the the season one, which is just uh, Sailor Moon. The other ones have letters and other um, extensions of the title Sailor Moon. Uh, anyways, and um, we are going to be um, recording an episode pretty soon, looking back at the whole first season and what we think, uh, talking about what to expect for for Sailor Moon R, the Maybe next season. Maybe a good jumping on point for new listeners. 
Yes. All right. Well, where, exactly. where can people find Sailor Noob? Um, that you can find Sailor Noob on, um, um, well, let's see, Apple Podcasts or um, basically anywhere where you can listen to podcasts. Um, uh, Stitcher, um, pretty much on- anywhere. I, there, there's so many casts, and I, I can't keep track of them. <laughs> okay, you know? all right. I didn't know you were None doing a, a 90s comedy bit about all the uh, podcast <laughs> things, but uh, are you on Twitter? Yes, we are on Twitter. Yes, we are on um, Twitter. We're on Facebook, and uh, we are um, – oh, on Twitter, I think we are at um, – noob underscore sailor and we are also on instagram at noob underscore sailor and uh facebook we're at sailor noob oh we got it all right yeah <laughs> why are there so many podcasts you got a cast b cast c cast all right all right we got it there's a all lot right. of podcast outlets okay <laughs> well that is it for us for this week thanks for listening and we're signing off this is aaron for ella and mika saying live long and prosper